0: Welcome! My name is Natalie Nation and you're listening to Feed That Nation. Today's episode is going to be all about what the heck I did this summer. In my original plans for the summer when I was thinking about how I thought I'd spend my final summer between graduating from my undergrad and starting graduate school, I totally had a plan in place. I was gonna go to way too many farmers markets, Spend time with my family and friends and do a lot of cooking, and I was going to podcast every Monday.. If you've been following me, you know that I haven't podcasted since June, and the reason for that is because I got um, a summer job. So today's podcast is going to be talking about the huge, crazy wild adventure that I've had the past six weeks. Before I can start talking about my job, I should probably explain a little bit more about the organization that I was working with. I was working with the Madison Scouts Drum and Bugle Corps. A drum corps is essentially what I would call the NFL of marching band. Drum corps are independent organizations, so they're not affiliated with a school or um, a sports team, and they're essentially performing arts organizations. So, students audition from all over the country, and sometimes all over the world, to be in a performing drum corps. In America, there are somewhere between three dozen and four dozen groups, maybe even more than that, um, ranging from really small groups with a very small season, all the way to um, world-class performing arts organizations that have 154 students. I first got involved with the Madison Scouts three years ago. I've been working with them as sort of, they call me their nutrition specialist, so I've been doing a lot of health and wellness education, um, consulting on health and wellness topics, mostly nutrition, because that's my background, spending time on their food truck in the summer, and just supporting the administrative staff as needed. It's been such a joy to work with the Madison Scouts. I'm literally so happy that I got involved with them three years ago. Um, To be completely honest, they sort of took a chance on me. At the time when I pitched myself and I was saying, yeah, I know about nutrition, I would love to work with you guys, I had about two nutrition classes under my belt, a whole lot of enthusiasm, and pretty much no other relevant qualifications. I've never marched with the drum corps. My marching career started and ended in high school. So they really took a chance on hiring me and bringing me aboard. and I'm so happy that they did. I have loved working with them. Um, But what made this summer different is because Um, A drum corps typically will start its season with about a month of what we call spring training. So they're at one location learning their show and putting it together as a group and then they go on tour. And tour involves traveling all around the country um, in coach buses, staying at high schools. And we have a kitchen truck, essentially a semi-trailer outfitted as a kitchen that travels with the group so that we can eat along the way. And the food operations manager, who normally travels with the group to coordinate and manage all of that, was not going to be traveling with the group this summer. Something came up for her in her life, and she wasn't going to be traveling. So there was an opening in the organization for someone to step up and fill that role. Anyone who has met me probably knows where this is going. Um, So I put my name in the ring, and they hired me. So they hired me to start June 30th, and then I was on pretty much until the season ended on August 10th. I had a couple of days off in there, but I was on pretty much for six weeks straight. So yeah, I was traveling. I was traveling all around the country for six weeks, and people think that sounds really, really cool, and they're like, wow, you must have gotten to see so many cool things. I mostly just saw the inside and outsides of high schools and football stadiums, Um, so not so glamorous, but I really enjoyed I guess it was really cool to be able to say I've been to like 20 different states this summer. We started, I hopped on when we were in Minnesota and then we spent about, I'd say a week or so in the upper Midwest. So in the Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota area. And then we started traveling south. So then to Illinois, through Missouri, um, through Arkansas, probably through Oklahoma, though I was probably asleep through that. And then into Texas where we spent about a week in Texas. And then from Texas we headed east through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, had a big show in Alabama, and then a huge, a regional show in Atlanta, Georgia. And then from there we headed, started heading north up the coast, so through the Carolinas, up into Virginia and West Virginia and Pennsylvania, had a really amazing free day in New York City, and then headed back through Ohio and into Indiana where the World Championships took place in Indianapolis. So a lot of traveling, I'd say we were probably not in one place for more than three days, which was sort of insane. So every time we would move, we'd have to pack up the truck, pack up all our belongings out of the school we were sleeping in, and then get on the road. What a typical day looked like for me, um, I would wake up usually on the floor of a classroom in a high school. I slept on just like a camping roll and a sleeping bag. I slept like a rock the entire trip. Um, It was so crazy how quickly I could fall asleep. But I'd wake up, I would wonder for a few seconds, like, where are we? What state are we in today? And then I would decide, inevitably, that it really didn't matter. And then I would get up and go find the truck. Usually I'd have to search a little bit to find the door out of the school to where the truck was. And then I'd hop in and start cooking. Um, and that was anywhere between 5 a.m. and maybe 8 a.m. was the latest so I was always up pretty early I would have volunteers working with me in the truck to prepare meals and throughout the day you know breakfast lunch and dinner and then snack we always did a big snack at the end of the day because our students are working so hard performing on the football field learning their show um, it's an incredibly athletic activity though you might not expect it I'll try to link um I'll try to link to uh, part of a show in the description so you guys can see a little bit about what my students were doing um, so you can really understand, wow, it's so, so crazy uh, how much athleticism is required to do what they do. Um, So obviously this involved getting a lot of calories into their bodies, so our meals are pretty big, pretty big serving sizes. We always had a fruit and a vegetable at every meal. Good breakfast, good lunch, good dinner, good snack. Um, And I was in charge of all of that and making sure that it happened making sure that it happened on time that you know All of our meat and things was cooked all the way through and that, you know I do have a food safety certification a serve safe certification. So, you know making sure that Things are kept clean and people are wearing gloves and things that are supposed to be cold are kept cold You know hot foods hot cold foods cold Um, And that was my day-to-day on show days Usually after our dinner, which would be pretty early in the afternoon, usually about 3 or 4 o'clock, would be kind of an, what we call an EPL. And this is a pretty standard acronym throughout the activity, but EPL stands for Eat, Pack, Load. So during an EPL meal, our students need to eat their dinner, take a shower, usually get into uniform or at least part of their uniform, pack up their belongings out of the school we're sleeping in, and get them onto the buses and then fulfill whatever other jobs they have so some students on their tour jobs you know some students are in charge of making sure the fields get lined other students are in charge of making sure the gyms and the hallways that we were inhabiting were cleaned up well and i actually had a group of students whose job it was to help me get the food truck packed up and ready to go whenever we needed to travel somewhere so their job would be to show up right at the end of the meal towards the end of epl And we would get the tables wiped off, get all the food brought in, um, do a couple other tasks like that. Just making sure that, you know, when the truck is traveling that things are either strapped down, too heavy to move from where they are, or on the floor so that if they move they don't fall and break. In thinking about, I suppose, I've had, this is Tuesday and I got home on Saturday night. So I've had a couple of days to, you know, get sleep and rest and kind of go back to real life. It's been kind of fun to be able to reflect on how the season felt like it was going at the time compared to how I can realize it was going now that I'm a little bit removed from it. Um, I discovered pretty, pretty quickly that when I am sleep deprived, as I was quite a bit throughout the trip, I think I was averaging about five, maybe six hours of sleep a night and on a good night. Um... It was just really challenging to feel like I could handle everything that was thrown at me. You know, everything from, you know, one of my ovens broke and spilling things on the floor or finding out when you get to a site that we don't have a water hookup right away. Um, just all these little challenges that like, you know, one thing happening at a time wouldn't be a big deal, but then when several of them happen all at once... When you don't have enough sleep, you kind of just don't have the emotional energy to be able to process it like an adult, process it gracefully and tactfully and maturely. And quite a few moments I expose looking back that I'm not super proud of how I handled them, you know, when things fall on the floor and you just have an entire gallon of Caesar salad dressing on your shoes and you don't have a water hookup so you can't clean it up. And then you find out from the custodian that, you know, the water could have been hooked up all along and there's no reason why it wasn't. And just stupid, stupid things like that. And now thinking back, I'm realizing, oh, it wasn't really that big of a deal. It was fine, but in the moment, it just felt so, so challenging and it felt like the worst thing in the world. But in situations like that, when you just feel so overwhelmed, most people just want to leave. They want to just, you know, leave the truck, get out ignore the problem and I couldn't do that. I had people to feed. I had 154 students plus staff and administrative our administrative team to make sure they all got fed and they all got fed on time and nutritiously. And in those moments, think like realizing now, even though those days were so difficult, in the end I was still succeeding because my students were still getting fed and they were getting fed food that was safely safely prepared, food that was nutritious food that was served on time, like the whole enchilada. So overall, I think I would call my season a success, but I'm also realizing that in a lot of those moments, there were a lot of really difficult moments. Some of the big picture issues I faced throughout the season that challenged me as, I guess, a nutrition professional, challenged me as a person, challenged me as a member of an administrative team, were that we had a less than ideal food truck situation the truck we had this year did not have the amount of refrigerator space that we have been getting used to from previous years with different trucks and that made it really difficult to when we got a food order in making sure that we could get everything stored and put away safely there were a lot of times when we would receive a food item that was supposed to be frozen that wouldn't fit in the freezer. And so we would just have to scrap whatever we were going to make for lunch and cook that instead so that it would stay safe. And a lot of moments where if we had leftovers at the end of a meal, I wouldn't have anywhere to store them and I would just have to throw them away, which, you know, I hate food waste. I've probably mentioned that on this podcast before, but food waste drives me insane and it just broke my heart to have to throw away, like, an entire pan of something because I literally had no space to keep it cold and safe until the next meal when we could heat it up. Um, that was hard. We also, and this is an issue that I don't know if it's just universal throughout the drum corps activity or if it was just us or if it was just a weird year for us, but we had a real shortage of parent volunteers who would come on and work with us in the truck normally in order to function properly it's ideal for me to have at least four maybe five other people to work with and i think on average i had maybe one or two consistently and you know it's really it is possible to make a meal for 200 people when you only have you know two extra sets of hands but it means you're just running around like crazy like a maniac and everything is just harder because you have tasks that need to get done but when you have fewer people to do them, you have to start earlier to make sure everything is finished in time. And it just made a lot of long days and a lot, of, a lot of times where I pretty much just didn't leave my truck for most of the day, which was really challenging. And honestly, I had such incredible administrative team members supporting me throughout all of this. They knew how hard it was for me to work without adequate help. And I would you know, look at our manifest for the next few days and realize you know I didn't have enough people on and I would say to one of the directors like I need one person for breakfast this day and I need two people to come on with me and work with me for lunch and I need another two for dinner and they would help me coordinate having you know one of the athletic trainers come in and help me with breakfast and one of the photographers and our costume manager come and help me with lunch and so forth and so on and it was Honestly, it felt so amazing to know that they weren't just going to leave me alone and leave me to struggle. Because a lot of times, especially in nonprofits and especially, especially in organizations like Drum Corps, you have a lot of people who are already doing the job of two to three to four people all at once. And you're already understaffed and everybody's already working hard. But to know that, like, you know, our core Director, David, you know, as busy as he is, he came in and washed dishes for me more than once Because it needed to be done and I needed help. And so that really meant a lot to me to just know that I had the support from my administrative team. I think the thing that really challenged me the most, and I've already talked about just like sleep deprivation and facing personal challenges and day-to-day. I wasn't expecting to be so challenged by just like the different personalities of the people around me. And I think sleep deprivation and stress definitely had something to do with my ability to handle people who speak and think in different ways than I do, but it was really challenging to, like, butt heads with somebody and then not really feel like talking to them but still have to keep talking to them because we're on tour and we don't have anywhere else to go or to have a conversation with another staff member and have them say something that rubbed me the wrong way which, you know, normally you can kind of brush off, but when you're sleep-deprived and you're stressed, it's really hard to not take things personally. And so that challenged me more than I was expecting. And I think if given the opportunity to do, do all of this again, I would definitely work harder to have a better attitude and go into more conversations looking to collaborate rather than looking to argue or looking to be the person who's right. I think everyone, you know, wants to be right, but it can be hard sometimes, especially with lack of sleep. I keep mentioning that, but seriously, sleep deprivation is so real. It's easy to feel like the whole world is against you, especially when little things go wrong, especially when people don't agree with you, especially when they don't say what you want, to, what you want them to say. But I think if I was really given the opportunity to go back and try again, that I would make more of an active effort to be more positive and to collaborate and to compromise and try to work together more. Because after all, we have the same goal. Like everyone on the administrative team, all of my volunteers and instructional staff, our goal is to keep our students safe, to educate them, to keep them healthy. To give them as positive as an experience as we can. And I think those are great goals. And even if we go about achieving those goals in different ways, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing for our students. And things like, you know, getting to spend time with my administrative team on a free day, you know, getting to go, we saw an off Broadway show in New York, or, you know, we went out to eat after a laundry day in. I don't even know where we are, to be honest. I think it might have been Mississippi. It could have been Georgia, I don't know. But getting to build those relationships over days and weeks was really special, and I came away from the season with so many amazing friends, and I'm so happy about that. I really had a hard time in, in years past connecting with people when I would only be on for a couple of days, and now that I just spent six weeks with essentially 150 of my best friends, It's been cool to have so many relationships come out of that. It's also, as an educator and as an administrative team member, I know I'm the same age as a lot of the performers. They're ages 15 to 21, and I just turned 22 last year, so the majority of the time I've been working with the Madison Scouts, I've been the same age as a lot of the members. But... From a staff perspective, I know I'm not actively involved in educating them every day. You know, I'm not a brass person working with them in brass warm-ups every day. You know, I'm not a visual person working with them on marching basics every day. But getting to watch the personal growth and the professional growth of these students blew my mind. Like watching them go from being, you know, timid or, you know, not as confident or insecure about certain things, and then seeing that growth and watching them turn into even more talented, even more confident, secure in themselves, musicians, people was amazing. They absolutely inspired me with their resilience and their confidence and their kindness. And all of these other attributes, I could go on and on about how amazing my students are. I seriously could. Um, (laughs) Getting emotional now, talking about how much I miss them and how amazing they are. And it's not something I expected. I mean, I knew I'd get to watch... You know, the show improved, they learn a show in the beginning of the season, but then as the season goes on, um, you know, they change things, they tweak things, certain um, forms that they make in the drill. So essentially where they're, where they are on the field at any given time, they get better at being exactly where they're supposed to be. Or they might decide, you know, this piece of drill, these movements aren't working for us, so we're going to change them entirely. And so I knew the show would change and I knew the show would get better but I don't think I really fully realized that the students would also change and that their personalities would shift and that they would become more mature and more confident or they might be humbled, they might, you know, become more considerate. It just all of these amazing things, like, I'm seriously still blown away by how much I got to watch my students grow and how proud I am of them. I think another really fun part, for me at least, you know, being someone who enjoys cooking and, you know, I have a nutrition background, I have a little bit of food service background, because I took some courses and I have worked in food service before, is I got to have a lot of fun just, like, working with the menu I was given and then thinking about, you know, what can I do to make this a little bit more special? How can I add variety? How can I make this a little more different? Because I never would have thought of this before I went on tour. Because, you know, I review the menu that we have every year. I think about, you know, is there a fruit and a vegetable at this meal? Is there enough carbohydrates? Are they getting enough calories? But there's a totally separate component that also matters just as much. And that is that food is an incredible, like, social motivator. And variety matters. Like, when the students have the same kind of rice four times in one week that sucks. Like anything I can do to make whatever they're eating a little more interesting, a little more special, you know, throw a new ingredient in there. Heck, I don't know. Serve the foods in a different order. So instead of doing chicken and then rice, they do rice and then chicken on top. Like it sounds so silly, but even just those tiny things like that can make a huge difference in terms of, you know, how they're enjoying the food and their morale that day or for the few hours after they eat the meal. One of the first days I was on, um, it was a laundry block, and the students on laundry days have the option to either eat the dinner that I prepare or to eat on their own, usually at a restaurant, and most of them choose to eat at a restaurant. So I was only going to be making dinner for 50 people. So I was kind of thinking about what I could make, and we had leftover brats, and I decided, okay, I'll do rice with tomatoes and corn and black beans and peppers and taco seasoning and I'll chop up the brats and make like kind of like a jambalaya spanish rice type of thing and I called it fiesta rice and it was honestly it's just like repurposed leftovers like it's something I could very easily make for myself at home minus the brats of course and I didn't think it was all that special. I was honestly kind of worried they would think it was weird. But this, the few students who ate that night at laundry night, they loved it. They thought it was amazing. And we had leftovers, so I served the rest the next morning with breakfast burritos. And they loved it again. And they were like, when can we have this again? What's it called? And I'm like, "Um, it's called Fiesta Rice. And just kind of on the spot came up with that name and said, okay, we can have Fiesta Rice again at some point. And they had such a positive response to it that I worked it into the menu a few more times throughout the summer. And I think it was one of the favorite meals, to be honest. It really surprised me how excited they were about just something so simple. I don't know, another funny example kind of like that is I got this idea from one of my parent volunteers I had who used to manage a food program at another organization. And she said that they would do um, like a fruit salad where she would buy like frozen bags of fruit from the grocery store. And then mix in a couple of quarts of yogurt and serve it cold. And I thought that sounded pretty good. You know, I'm you know, always searching for unique ways to get more fruit into them, making sure they're getting lots of nutrients. And honestly, serving cold food is so important when it's so hot out. So I, you know, I made one batch of it. It was like maybe ten pounds of fruit, a quart or two of yogurt. And i just set it out at a meal for fun it might have been a laundry day again honestly and the guys loved it you would have thought they had never had fruit before in their lives it was so funny and so i made it again and i made a double batch and they ate every bite of it and they it was so good and it got to the point almost where whenever it was on our serving table and the guys would all line up and be ready to eat, someone would spot the fruit salad and kind of call back to the rest of the guys in line and be like, hey guys, there's fruit salad today! And the whole line would start cheering. It was so funny. And so that variety piece was so interesting to me because I never would have thought of it before I came on tour and lived and breathed with these people and ate the same food they were eating and got bored of the food, and they were bored of the food. And because, you know food truck manager, I got to be in control of what we were serving and I got to be a little more creative, get to experiment, got to try new recipes and stuff like that. And that was so much fun. And now that I'm home, I'm trying to scale back some of the recipes that I made for 200 people so that I can come up with a recipe that would serve, you know, four people Because so many people have been asking me for the recipes to things, and I'm like, well, I don't know how to make this for four people. I only know how to make it for 200. I would seriously encourage any high school musician, especially brass players or percussionists or color guard. I'm sorry, woodwinds, but drum corps doesn't have woodwinds. But I would so, so encourage anyone between the ages of 15 and 21 to look into drum corps to see if it's right for you, to audition even if you don't think you'll get in or don't really know if you want to march that summer. The experiences that you will gain and the knowledge and the friendships that you'll have just through the audition process or even if you decide to do a season with a smaller open class group instead of you know a big world class group, you will learn and you will grow so, so much. I know I did and I never even did drum corps, but just this summer of working with one has challenged me and changed me so completely that I feel like anyone who has the opportunity should totally give it a try. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble for like half an hour about this crazy summer adventure that I had. Um, if you liked what you heard or you want to hear more, please go ahead and subscribe um, and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever uh, listening platform you're on. Um, go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Feed That Nation. And I really look forward to coming back next time. I've got so many ideas for more podcasts that I didn't get to do this summer because I was traveling and going crazy. Um, But this is something I'm super, super excited to dive right back into. My name is Natalie Nation, and you've been listening to Feed That Nation. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.